listening to episode 29, chapter 2 of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Chris Lambert. And I'm Josh Havens. And we're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us and hope that as you set aside this time for God, that He will help you grow today in the everyday moments of life. Today, we're continuing our conversation with Trisha Rhodes about her book, Sacred Chaos, Spiritual Disciplines for the Life You Have. Trisha specializes in helping others experience God's presence through practicing soul care. An adjunct professor for Fuller Theological Seminary and author of seven books, including the acclaimed The Soul at Rest, she is a practiced minister with over 40 years of experience. With a rich background in Christian spirituality and a Ph.D. in leadership studies, Trisha draws from a broad spectrum to create life-giving tools that can make anyone's spiritual journey relevant and meaningful. Habits can be powerful tools for growth. We all have those menial tasks at work that we have to do. And it's that task that requires doing the same thing over and over again. As we do that task, our brain and our body get so used to doing it that we get faster at doing it. We know exactly which key to press on the keyboard and when. We know exactly where to move to pick up the next item. We develop habits. And when we develop these habits, our job becomes a little bit easier. In this chapter, Trisha unpacks the way habits can actually benefit our spiritual growth as well. Because the more we practice a habit, the more natural it becomes to keep doing it. Maybe you can talk to us a little bit about how the spiritual disciplines, we can use habits to form those practices in our lives so they're no longer disciplines in the way that like it's a challenge or a pain to do them every single day. Right, right. Yeah, so um, maybe I can come back sometime and talk about, I wrote a book, uh, my more recent book called The Wired Soul, and it really gets into the, how the brain and habits make such a difference. So uh, if you do something repetitively long enough, it lays these neural pathways in your brain and it becomes second nature. So just the same way we can drive a car without thinking about it, um, we can actually establish some spiritual disciplines that become so deeply in, you know, rooted in our brains that they come naturally to us. Does that in some way weaken that discipline or do you think it strengthens it? Oh, I think it's just reality. I think it absolutely strengthens it that that we, we this is how God created us. He made our brains. He knew that it's by that's why there's so much repetition in scripture and that's why we're called so often to do the same things over and over because a lot of people think if we just had the right heart, we would follow harder after Jesus, but actually I think we, we're learning, and I, I teach uh, practices, practice courses for Fuller Seminary, and we're learning that it's actually in the practicing that you're changed. Yeah. Like you can't, like an athlete doesn't go out on the field and just performs at top physical condition because they want to. Yeah. The want yeah. to has to translate into that practice, and then the practice translates into that performance during those critical moments. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think that I think you're right. If we can use sort of like that, that desire that we have in those moments to establish those habits and establish those practices, yeah. then, yeah, they, they end up translating um, into real performance. My, my only issue is, is I, I can 
again, I'm trying to act on behalf of the audience here and here, like sometimes habits get a bad rap or as far as like uh, bad habits or if people, we sometimes have a sense that if we're not having a fresh move of God all yeah. of the time, that it's somehow we've gone into Pharisaism or legalism. That, that's been my struggle in the past. It's I, I want to want to do things. I don't just want to do the things. Yeah. And so yeah. like an autopilot. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't want to just get to the point where reading my Bible is a habit or a routine and I wake up and I just read and that's it. I want to have a hunger to do that. I want to yeah. have a hunger to spend time in God's presence. I want to have a hunger to to do those things. Mm-hmm. And so when when it comes to uh situations like this where we talk about just just practice, just practice, just practice. I love the idea of getting that to to the point where it's a habit, but my struggle in the past has been a fear of letting that get to a point where it is just autopilot. Mm-hmm. So I'll just share my own experience. Since I'm older, um, I uh, they can't see me, so I'll just say I'm 67 years old. So <laughs> uh, I when I first started out, Josh, trying to spend time with God. It, that's why I wrote the quiet time fixation chapter, because that's how, where I was at. And I felt like that was the only, that was the biggest and most important discipline. If I could get that down, I was a really good Christian. And, um, and I didn't understand grace and I didn't understand God was drawing and he was always initiating that it really wasn't up to me. But I did establish the habit because I'm that's a kind I'm kind of a disciplined person. And a few years ago, I was discipling a young woman and she came to me and she said, you know, I keep trying to get up and then the, the cat has to be fed and the kid comes down. You know, she's giving me all these things. She said, so I want to ask you, do you think I should just make myself do it? And um, and I thought I really had to think long and hard because I didn't want to put anybody into that place I lived where I was feeling like I had to do it to be a good Christian. But I told her this, is what I told her, even though I did it with some motivations that weren't that great in many of the years, early years, as I look back, I have no regrets because it established a way of being in me that's so deep that I can't live any other way. So I don't have to ask that, well, am I motivated or not motivated? I just know it's survival to to get with God, for example, whether it's the two minutes in the middle of the chaos or whether it's the half hour or hour in the morning. So I am all for habits and practices. I think we do have to watch our heart in them, um, but I don't think they can do us wrong. Does that, and you can push back on that because I, it's, I'm kind of a work in progress there. That makes sense. The, uh, it really, to me comes down to a matter of the heart. I don't think I would ever get to the point where I'm practicing a habit and just completely let go. That's just not the kind of person I am, but I'm afraid of that. Uh Um, and so because I've, I, um, Full disclosure, I've, I've really struggled with legalism and perfection yeah. just yeah. for a lot of my life. And so God's bringing me out of that, showing me grace and things like that. And and so I, based on what God's done in my life, I don't think I would move to just completely letting go and letting the habit just become something that I did without really any thought to it. Right. Um, 
it's it's really just something that that I'm afraid of. But I I totally agree. I can see the value in getting the habit there. Once it's established, then it's a matter of uh, looking for God in those moments. And it's yeah for me, it seems like the more I the more I set those times aside, regardless of when they are or how I do them, it's a place to to meet God. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so for me, it's it's really about my heart. Is my heart in this position where I'm looking for God in those moments, where I'm looking for God to to meet with me and for me to meet with God in those moments. And the habit then just becomes the opportunity for that. Exactly. They just create the space. And, uh, you know, I know theologians say they're a means of grace. So if we can just see it that way, rather than they're a way to become something or a way to be something, a way to impress God or a way to make God pleased or a way to, if we could just see him as a way to open up space for God, whatever the space might look like in our life at the time, that's why it's spiritual disciplines for the life you have. Okay, where, where can I create space? Is it while I'm rocking my baby to sleep, you know, or is it, you know, at the end of a meal when there's a little bit of peace and we can talk about Jesus and we can all, you know, family devotions, maybe it's two minutes at the end of a meal rather than this idea of we're going to all sit down and have this wonderful time where everybody's going to be filled with the spirit and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a good point. And I think it brings up another uh, interesting point and that is what constitutes a spiritual discipline? If we, if we're not able to do, and and in some ways, you know, we've talked about, it's not good to just see um, or have a limited mindset about the only time with God is the quiet time. So we want to have spiritual disciplines in the life we have, wherever it might be. What does spiritual disciplines, what is a spiritual discipline? So we know whether or not we're practicing something that is genuinely good for us, or if it's just, yeah, that's a habit that we have and has nothing to do with spiritual disciplines. Yeah, that's a really good question. I think For me, a spiritual discipline is anything that we practice in order to create space for God. And it can be a wide range. It can be reading a psalm once a day. That's a spiritual discipline. Uh, It can be praying for your neighbors once a week. That's a spiritual discipline. Anything that we do, uh, I think on a regular basis, that creates that space for God is I would, that's how I would see spiritual disciplines. There's also just then the, the response that that opens up the space, but then that enables us in all the chaos to connect with God. I'm just saying the disciplines help us connect with them because if we don't do anything and our lives are chaos, which they are, uh, it's really hard. We get to the end of a day and we think, man, I didn't even think about God all day. You know, I mean, that's just reality, I think. Yeah. And and learning to, um, what I've had to learn from that is, is to accept that that was this day and not beat myself up about it. Right. right. So Josh and I have had lots of conversations mm-hmm. about that. And, and so it's, it, it's sort of, you have to live into that intention and say, you know what, for whatever reason, I messed up the day or this was. You know, sometimes that's just what the day required. And I think yep. God smiles on us and says, I was yep. with you the whole time. You yep. only got through it because of my grace. And so yes. sometimes just recognizing that is a spiritual discipline. Habits have the potential to transform the way we walk with God. 
Thanks to recent brain research, we know that habits physically rewire our brains in the way they work. So when we make walking with God through the spiritual disciplines a habit, we literally change. Knowing this allows us to hack our brains, if you will. So we make walking with God through the chaos of life our default mode. Instead of wishing you paid more attention to spiritual things or wanting to hear God speak into your life more, your habits of taking God with you through the chaos changes your response. You change your wishes into actions because you've conditioned yourself to respond in those ways. So instead of hoping you have what it takes to walk close with God during the chaotic moments of life, apply your willpower to create systems of habits that will train you to look to God throughout the day and respond to Him when you see Him move. Then, when the chaos comes, you won't be swallowed by it, but it will be transformed into a sacred moment for God to grow in you. How can you create a lifestyle of discipleship? Most Christians think discipleship is a program or a few practices thrown in at the beginning or end of the day. But we want to help you create a lifestyle where walking with Jesus throughout the day is not only possible, but natural. And we have a tool that's going to help you do just that. It's called the Daily Growth Journal. It's a guided journal that's going to help you become secure in your identity with God and authentically walk with Him in your daily life. Growing daily in your walk with Christ is possible if you cultivate a lifestyle of discipleship. And the Daily Growth Journal will help you do just that. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. To find out more about Trisha and her work, check out soulatrest.com. Then check out the next chapter in our conversation, where Trisha unpacks a few ways we can better see the opportunities for growth in the everyday moments of life. If you want to stay up to date on everything happening at Daily Growth Discipleship, go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify.